0: It's a pleasure to welcome on our next guest. Here's Rocco Rossi, head of the Ontario Chamber of Commerce, who joins us now on Global News Radio. Rocco, how are you on this Wednesday?
1: Uh, Fantastic. uh, Always good to be with you, John.
0: All right, we're going to start with the uh, climate, because climate change has certainly been dominating the headlines this week. We've had COP26, the UN Climate Change Conference in Scotland. And tell us a bit about, if you could, Rocco, this new policy paper from the Chamber about the provincial economy and just how well-positioned we are when it comes to leading the uh, global green economy.
1: Well, a lot of the focus around uh, climate change is how much it's going to cost us all to... uh, uh, to reduce its impact, and there's no question there's, uh, there's a lot of that. But uh, what our report, The Climate Catalyst, is, is all about from the OCC is that there are enormous opportunities uh, to innovate and to build on the strengths we have here and take them globally because let's not forget, at the end of the day, Canada as a whole represents less than 1.6% of all uh, greenhouse gas emissions globally so even if we go to zero on our own this can't be a think global act local it has to be think global act local and then sell global so that we make uh, a global impact on uh, on climate change through Selling the innovation that that Ontario is taking the lead on in many sectors.
0: Well, let's talk a bit about that. Where are we kind of innovating and taking the lead right now?
1: Well, for instance, um, in the area of small modular reactors, uh, there's been a tremendous amount of work in Ontario and Canada. Generally, is a is a nuclear powerhouse on the energy side. We're both the source of uranium Saskatchewan some of the uh, most important uranium deposits globally and then the work that was developed first with the candu reactor and OPG and Bruce Power the two companies combined are building uh, are doing massive refurbishments of their uh, nuclear fleets and in that process they have rejuvenated a really extensive, Uh, local supply chain of companies that bring expertise to bear and virtually every major private financier and many governments are recognizing that for sustainable long-term low GHG, no GHG energy solutions, nuclear is going to be a part of it. That's an area that we can have an enormous impact on.
0: And is that part of uh, your policy recommendations? I want to uh, go over the four policy recommendations, and one of them is to support clean tech. Do we need more investment in research and training uh, when it comes to some of the things you were just uh, talking about? Uh, Do we need more research or uh, more funding, I'm sorry, from uh, governments uh, to invest in this global green economy?
1: Funding is is part of it. Regulatory is, is part of it. I mean, as we move to a greener economy, The reality is you need a bunch of strategic minerals, uh, which we fortunately in Ontario are are blessed with a lot of in the so-called ring of fire in Northern Ontario. But part of this is how are we going to speed up getting those necessary mines permitted following um, environmental standards and, employee standards, etc. But if we don't, the reality is today, roughly 80%, for instance, of the cobalt that goes into batteries for the electric vehicle market globally is, is being mined in the Congo. And a significant portion of that is being mined by children. So, from a standpoint of as we move to the greener economy, let's understand, first of all, that traditional industries are still very much needed both in the transition and in the execution of the, of the green uh, economy. And part of that is not just investment, but in, in putting together the regulatory framework within which we can be a big partner in that.
0: And when you talk about that framework, those uh, regulations, one of your other policy recommendations the OCC is suggesting is that we strengthen climate adaptation and uh, make tangible commitments. And, you know, this has been some of the talk earlier this week with the COP26 uh, conferences that we get these world leaders together. Rocco, as you well know, there's a lot of talk, but not a lot of action. So we need something a little more tangible this time around.
1: hundred percent. And and that that uh, recommendation is also very much focused locally because what we've seen, um, you know, for those who argue, do we have it? Do we, do we not have climate change? Do we have climate change? The reality is that extreme weather events are causing significant insurance events across our economy that add tremendously to the cost of doing business. So, having those adaptations built in, making sure that you have the appropriate infrastructure, that you have uh, updated sewer, water mains, et cetera, that you're looking at floodplains um, and facilities that are along uh, along shoreline of lakes and rivers and the impact that can happen from those, you need real investments on that front. Otherwise, you're looking at Brownouts. You're looking at grid interruptions. You're looking at, uh, you know, significant road problems, bridge difficulties. So that that's the kind of direct uh, adaptation and reinforcement investment that we need to see. We need to see right here in our home province.
0: And when we talk about investment, uh, Rocco, I know the Chamber is also uh, recommending that we mobilize uh, clean energy uh, solutions and tax incentives in particular. And there's been a lot of talk, obviously, as you well know, about the carbon tax and, you know, uh, putting a price on energy, if you will. But uh, is this something we need to see more of uh, incentivizing businesses to, to get greener and that will really help the economy and jobs overall? 100%.
1: And part of that incentivizing is also using the power of the purchase order. This isn't simply about, you know, cutting checks that you don't get anything for. It's saying, hey, we've got some of the world's leading clean tech technology here, for instance, uh, you know, concrete that actually, uh, in its process, absorbs and builds in carbon. So it's not only... (laughs) Uh, carbon neutral but from a, a standpoint of actually extracting uh, carbon from uh, from the environment how do we how do we use that technology and underwrite that technology for projects we're doing right here not just handing over money but getting goods cutting edge goods and services and building that market that then you can take from this environment in- this economy that is producing 1.6% of the world's GHC and export it to countries like uh, China that is producing 30% of the world's uh, greenhouse gases.
0: And just finally on this, uh, Rocco, overall, do we have an estimate just at how many jobs are at stake here, what this is uh, worth to the Ontario economy as a whole, uh, not only in the short term, but the, the long term?
1: Well, it's interesting RBC made an estimate the other day in a, in a report that for Canada, the transition to the green economy has a $2 trillion price tag attached to it. And that's Canada and it's 1.6%. Um, there are literally trillions of dollars with a T um, on offer over the next uh, not, not distant time period that we could have uh, an incredible shot at. And when you when you compare that, think about some of the big industries that we have today. The auto industry, even the legacy uh, business is worth about 49 billion uh, with a B dollars on an annual basis. So if there's markets out there that are trillions of dollars, think about what that means. In terms of tens of thousands of jobs um, and, and billions of dollars of revenue that could be created right here uh, in Ontario, helping the global environment and the local environment and at the same time uh, creating an incredible engine for economic growth.
0: Joined by Rocco Rossi, head of the Ontario Chamber of Commerce. Uh, Rocco, also wanted to speak here this afternoon with you about the Christmas and holiday shopping season. It's pretty much upon us. Here we are a few days into November. And retailers, local retailers, are trying to get the message out to, to please buy local. Just uh, how important is that, particularly this uh, Christmas holiday season?
1: It has never been more important, Jeff. No business goes into business wanting to survive on government grants. They go into business because they're proud of the product, the service they offer. They want to participate in and contribute to the community. To do that, the cash register has to ring. Uh, And so buying local is the single best thing that each of us can do to the extent that our finances permit us uh, to help in the recovery of the economy. And to ensure that we avoid the permanent scarring of, you know, boarding up local businesses in our, in our towns, our cities, our villages, our hamlets. Because at the end of the day, small business is not only about selling goods and services. It, is, it, it comprises our main streets. It is our street culture. Um, and it's so very, very important to do what we can and shop local.
0: So you would really encourage people to uh, think uh, twice when they're uh, shopping this Christmas holiday season. This is something you obviously would encourage families to do because, you know, there's a lot of talk about uh, big box stores dominating shopping through the pandemic and maybe into this holiday season. And of course, uh, so many people for convenience and otherwise have really shifted to uh, online uh, shopping uh, as well and getting boxes and purchases delivered uh, to their doorstep, but really to get in there and uh, celebrate and support some of these local businesses, uh, visit their shops.
1: Look, absolutely visit their shops, but also do that extra click and find that local producer who's also online because it's not all roads lead to Amazon, right? You, you've got an opportunity to click local as well as buy local. And it is so incredibly important because Your purchase, think about it, your purchase is someone's salary. Your purchase is someone's dream of building a business and hiring people and paying them great wages. It all starts with a sale, and you have the power to make that happen. We all do collectively as consumers.
0: All right. Rocco Rossi, head of the Ontario Chamber of Commerce. Rocco, appreciate it as always. Thanks so much.
1: Thank you so much for shining a light on this shop local and enjoy the great things that small business has to offer.
0: And we're back after this quick break here on Global News Radio.